welcome. You've got mail. Hey folks, welcome to another edition of Tech Stream. I'm Seth Everett. He is Shelley Palmer. We are cruising along. I, I've had to bring out the uh, the little spring jacket. And, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you, for all those days where it was oppressive heat, I'm, I am I like when I open all my windows, <laughs> I'm welcoming the cold air. I tell you what, Seth, first of all, hey, everybody, welcome to Test Stream. I'm Shelly Palmer, and he is Seth Everett. I finally did it. It's the oh, first okay. time. I, ev- Why don't we just air that one? And we'll take no, 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 no. We're not going. No, no. I'm just saying it's the first time ever I've actually gone. Wait, I'm Shelly Palmer, and you're a Seth Everett. You know, hey, or man, he's you Seth can Everett, drive this bus what... anytime you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it is fall. It's for real fall, and it's gorgeous out. I um, UN was in session this past week in New York, and I had a really, really fun time. Two ways. One, the traffic was legendary. Never seen anything like it. President Biden was in town, and anytime a sitting president is in the city of New York, they just play um, whack-a-mole with street closures. Like you don't know when they're going to close a given street because they're just trying to, you know, make the security insane. So there was that. But most but, of the time, you walk. Like you, you're not a big car person. No, in, in well, not I, not around town. No, but um. But if you need to get somewhere in an Uber or a cab, you are feeling it. Yeah. Um, that was the that was the silly part. The fun part was UN was in session. So I went to a, a several cocktail parties in and around oh, and, awesome. and events at the UN this week. Uh, they call it the mega crisis, Seth. It's really interesting. Three C's. Cl- COVID. Yeah. And right, which is which makes sense. Or the, the, the biggest C. Climate, which is an important C and conflict, which is what's going on in Russia and the Ukraine and sure. other. So these three C's conflict, COVID and climate were, were top of mind. And I thought it was super fascinating to hear some of the UN officials just go crazy about what the UN should and shouldn't be doing. And what like, it was really fascinating the end of the day, the most interesting part of all this wasn't the infighting and the politicizing and all the like stuff that all those guys do, because that's what they do. They're all, sure. you know, political people. Most interesting thing was the way that every single person I spoke to, and I am not exaggerating, this is not hyperbole. Please every... say listen to Text Dream. Please say listen to Text Dream. Yeah, of course they all listen to Text Dream. That goes without saying. Everybody had a really solid understanding of cryptocurrency and CBDCs, oh. and they all knew the the words Web3 meant nothing and the words metaverse meant nothing, but they understood deeply that there is a new um, kind of money, a new store of value, a new method of exchange, huh. a new method of account, and they were all over it. And the other thing I didn't know, there are certain countries in the world that actually went bankrupt during the pandemic. I had no idea. Huh. Wow. I no, St. Martin went bankrupt. Wow. Hurricane Maria, then yeah, COVID. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and all of a sudden, you and kill no all tourism. Your tourism for to, to, you know for a year and a half. And that was and boom, it was like so. I had a really interesting. We got an amazing education. If you're like sometimes the UN is a little bit weird, right? Because it's all these people doing things that really none of us have any impact in. I mean, they have some wonderful programs but it's not like any individual who's not a head of state is going to make anything happen there or an ambassador to make anything happen there but i gotta tell you they are doing some really interesting stuff it was it was just eye-opening to hear all these different officials and attaches and uh people who work inside the business not necessarily the 
the famous people that you see on the news, but the people who work for them and make the, you know, the sure. wheels turn. That was yeah. really, really fun. So that, you know, that plus the gridlock, that was a good week yeah. and a nice <laughs> autumn week, it, it, you know, to, to be forced to walk all over the city. Well, a couple of quick hits. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny. You saw the just on the heels of last week's episode, um, the Amazon game that we uh, talked about, all the, the prep falls and, and everything. Uh, yeah. They had 13. Nielsen says Amazon didn't release their numbers, but uh, Nielsen said 13 million people watched it. Um, okay. That is less than if it had been on Fox. By and about, so you're by about poor, two million viewers. Well, but but the argument is that that what you do is you sacrifice two million people now for the future. That this is the beginning of something, not the end. So I'm going to say something totally different. I think Nielsen is irrelevant in the extreme here. It makes no difference whatsoever. I think that's uh, sorry, Dave Kenny. He's the CEO of Nielsen and a good friend of mine. But I think in this case, Nielsen's meaningless. You know what's meaningful? They had more prime signups during the game than any three-hour period ever before, including on prime days. So that's amazing. And they got people to see their products and services that would ordinarily never see their products and services. I am completely sure you are going to see one zillion new dollars coming into Amazon because of football. And I never felt the TV industry metrics were less relevant or less important. If there were four people watching, they'd have been the right four people. Like these guys really get it. Amazon's model is not a television model. It's the Amazon model. And to right. that end, by the way, we just learned that Apple Music is going to be the name sponsor of the halftime show at the Super Bowl. Yep. Bye bye, Pepsi. We knew they were gone. Right. And now we're going to have the Apple Music. That was on, and that was on Pepsi, if you remember. Mm -hmm. Like absolutely. Like, like Pepsi said, we don't want to do this anymore. For whatever their reasons, I'm assuming right. they were economic, but I mean, that's the number one reason you wouldn't want to do it. It's certainly. But are the, people drinking less Pepsi? the The question would be: Is it? I'd ask a different. I'd ask that question. It's differently. like Textream adjacent, but like, I would ask that question differently, Seth. That that that's that's yes, people are drinking less Pepsi because people are more aware of sugary drinks and hydration and water. Like maybe but Pepsi it, Pepsi is not Pepsi. It's PepsiCo. They it's Lay's potato chips and a whole bunch of other like they've got a billion brands over at Pepsi sure, and they're sure. all well related. It's an incredibly well run company and they must have determined that rather than switching it to the Lay's potato chips halftime show or one of their other brands or rather than making it a full PepsiCo experience, they were just going to walk because they weren't getting the value. Now, TV, for the most part let's call the last 20 years the best awareness medium for the least amount of money. If you wanted to reach the most number of people for the smallest amount of cash per person, you bought an NFL football game. Right. You bought a primetime show on Thursday right. night because you're going to get 12, 13, 14, 15, 17 million people showing up. So if you need 17 million people to be aware and you need the network effect of those 17 million people, it's like Seth says to Shelly, who didn't watch, did you hear about so-and-so? Like right. that 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 network effect, you, you can't do better financially than TV. Right. Now, PepsiCo products are available in every supermarket, bodega, and place where anything you can eat or drink is sold everywhere in the United States that you can go. These guys for their own reasons, for economic reasons, said, you know what? 
we don't need to make a hundred million people aware of whatever we're doing this week. They said they had more signups for Prime than any Black Friday, any Prime Day. My you know, point. Th- th- like again, they're not releasing the numbers, but they're just saying this is working out brilliantly uh, it, for us. It has to be brilliant, and, re- and and I look, Apple Music has a different model too, right? And, and, and every well, I just one of wonder the about Apple Music comparatively model. to Spotify. It, you know, when Apple Music came out, was that a chunk? Did they take a chunk of Spotify's numbers? G- giant. Everybody said Apple Music sucks. They're an also ran product. They're late to the game, blah, blah, blah. Pandora's, you know, and Spotify are the things. It was such nonsense. And here's why. Convenience. You own an iPhone. It's practically built into iOS. It isn't, but it is. I mean, if there is ever a bundled service. It's hard to not have it. I don't have it. And it's hard to not have it. It constantly is telling me. incredibly hard. It defaults that you, you you play a voice memo. It opens up an Apple. I mean, everything. I play a podcast. I mean, they only split out the podcast with separate podcast app. Like in iOS 14 prior to that, it was all one thing. It was iTunes. It was all one. They just owned you. Apple music, which I think is son of iTunes is super convenient. It's unbelievably inexpensive and has for all intents and purposes, every song ever released. So, there's some Spotify exclusive stuff you might want to go to Spotify for, and Spotify is working on that. There's some Pandora stuff. If there's, if, if that's even a name that still has any meaning to anybody, that's still, you know, people have a lot of playlists and stuff that they love. And but Apple Music is formidable, and it hurt everybody who wasn't Apple. And now they're going to make a hundred million people aware that they are a formidable, no kidding, center of culture, biggest cultural event of the year, the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, about as American as apple pie gets. I, yeah, I just get a good good artist, please. I, <laughs> They'll announce fine. that in the fall. By the way, Seth, they will be scrutinized, and they yep. will be. Everybody's going to have an opinion. You know who doesn't have an opinion about this past the point? The NFL, which was the recipient of a check the yes, size of right. which you and I would just enjoy for generations. The NFL, the NFL, <laughs> who said Amazon, you spent how much on 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 the rights? The NFL said we just got a big chunk from Apple, and we didn't have to give them any games. Any games, no games at all. We'll just take your money. Thank you very much. Crazy, not for not for nothing, but uh, I would imagine this applies to you too because you're you you have such composing and such. I'm an old school. I sync my iPhone still. I have my music and I sync my iTunes my yeah. iPhone, and I very rarely listen to a streaming service. I, I have Spotify because my kids love it, uh, but I don't I don't go to Spotify. I go to my music. Interesting. And, and I have a lot of music that was unreleased, you know, that, you know, I worked with the an artist that was pretty prolific and he gave us a bunch of music and, and I have a bunch of that. And you can't get that on any streaming service. And I just I listen to my music. Yeah, nine times sense. out of ten, I'm listening to podcasts anyway. But I have I have a glutton of music on. Yeah, my phone. so you know it's funny, Seth. I'm the other way. Like I would think I've, you have your music in a playlist somewhere, and that well, you could easily sync it to your phone. I, first of all, I, I never listen to stuff that I've written in the past because I it's in my head and I don't need to listen to it. But the the it's funny, I, I don't listen to our podcast. There's thousands. There's thousands of pieces of music on on the air that I've written, and I don't think about them. Uh, and every once in a while I hear when I go, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was cool. <laughs> but I did have on the wall in my apartment till five years ago 
uh, 7,000 CDs uh, uh-huh. on, a, on, an, on the CD wall. And I sent them all to a service five years ago and had them all digitized, all ripped uh-huh. and put into folders Yep, and uh, imported them into iTunes. Right. Now. So you have an or, iTunes library that's or, pretty expensive. And it's every style. Of, and some of the stuff truly you cannot find on Spotify or Apple Music or anywhere else because they were recordings that were either given to me or limited yep. release recordings. They were pressed so that they were identified and their their uh, table of contents was able to be read um, by, by the software. But I went the other way. I'm a student of music. I always have been. And no matter how much music I have, and let's say there's, I don't know, on average, 10 songs on a CD. I'm making this up. I mean, some have a lot more, some have a lot less, right? Um, I had 7,000 commercial CDs. So, you know, you think that's a lot of tracks. You think, right? right? But it isn't. And so what I do on Spotify is I will choose a genre of music. And I like when I am, you know, just by myself or I'm in the car or whatever. I like turning on... Um, I very much like turning on Spotify on a given playlist and just letting them take me, you know, to wherever they're going to take me. And it's fun. You know, it's like, I'll listen to uh, the EDM channel and they'll take you from uh, Calvin Harris to Avicii to, to play. And I don't have all of that stuff. I, I don't. And then I'll turn on the classical thing and they'll go find some obscure Van Cliburn competition winner. I have never heard of this person and they're, killing it and it's like heard the piece of music a hundred times never played by this individual so i mean i like that serendipitous discovery every once in a while you go on the broadway channels on spotify and you're hearing you know, some soundtrack album from a, a show you know but with again a singer that you don't or an actress or actor that you don't know so i i like the serendipity of it i, I like the variety of it um in in uh in the data science world it's ex- the the algorithm is called explore exploit like when do you go when you go to this your pizza place and you get the thing you normally get you know your your double pepperoni with the mushrooms or whatever because you always go there for that Wh- which day of the week do you walk the extra half a block to the new pizza place and order something new and the you know one's explore one's exploit when am I going to stick with what I love and when am I finding something new and I I think we all have that in us right with times I want my own music and times I'm willing to let Spotify take me on a journey or Apple Music take me on a journey so. Sometimes I like the journey and sometimes I just like the comfort of blanketing myself in uh good solid Dr. John with a big bottle of brown whiskey. <laughs> oh, I, Hey man, I, to each his own. I, I, I think, I think people's uh, listening tastes are so particular now. Yeah, and I think I the fascinating thing, I, uh, you know, I still like the, the play counts. I, the iTunes tracks yeah. how many times you listen to it. Yeah. I know what my most listened to songs yeah, are. Yeah, They're yeah. all Dora the Explorer from, from the <laughs> days when my kids had my phone. But uh... the new thing for me is simple songs. My 22 month old granddaughter is into the simple songs on YouTube. Yeah, I've one, one bajillion listens. It's crazy. Right. Uh, you know what, next. Seth? I'll tell you what. Everybody is the world's foremost expert in the music they like. And, and that's. I think one of the most wonderful things about the technological world we live in right now is that we have the ability. It's all, at, it's all it's there. Just right? Whatever you there. listen to, it's, it's right there. there. I, yeah, totally. So, you know, Seth, while we're talking about music, a couple podcasts ago, 
you challenged the idea that the AirPods second generation were going to be worth it for another $249 because you said you liked your existing AirPods. They were the greatest. And Apple said, no, they weren't the greatest. That's right. uh, how, how did you put it exactly? Well, if, if, if mine are the greatest, what are the new ones? They're supposed to be more greatest. More great. Oh, well, in that case, and, you know, it's like I strenuously object. Oh, is that how it works? You this strenuously... is what the lunchroom in my kid's elementary school sounds like. <laughs> so anyway, I got to tell you, here's what I did. Today is September 23rd, 2022. This is the official day of our recording this podcast. It's also the official day that Apple is releasing the AirPods second generation. I picked them up. I took them on my four mile walk with me this morning and I went walking. I also brought my first generation AirPods with me just in case, uh, you know, uh, I, so I could listen to them both. So I listened to the same song on both over uh, again. So I would walk, listen to one song, walk, listen to another song. And there, are, there are a couple songs that I use for reference because they're so brilliantly recorded, so sonically wonderful and rich that I know what they're supposed to sound like from sitting in my regular studio and then in my regular listening environments. So in the recording studio, listening on studio monitors, you understand the spatial uh, relationship to all the instruments. And uh, if you guys, uh, for me, there are almost any song on the Asia album will, will meet this test. If you know what it's supposed to sound like in uh, the perfect environment, or for, if you want an obscure, a very obscure uh, reference, if you have a, a compact disc of Randy Newman's score to the natural, that recording nice. is one of the finest recordings you are ever going to hear. Uh, there's a couple of big band charts in there that are homage to the time period the movie was shot. Wow, are they stunningly recorded, just stunningly recorded. Your bass trombone is perfect and crisp, and every one of the brass section is perfectly mixed. They're just perfect. So I played uh, some of the stuff off the natural, played some of some Steely Dan, played another couple of reference uh, things that I know that I wrote myself, that I recorded, that I know exactly what they're supposed to sound like in a studio environment, uh, in a listening environment for a consumer on television. Took the AirPods. Now, Apple is telling you there's better high end, there's better bass, there's better this, there's better that. There's nonsense. It's you are it's it's a it's a noise canceling headphone and you are in an environment that has noise and it's sealing your ears. And so there is a limit to how much better you can perceive it to be based on wherever you are. So if there's a bus going by, no matter how ears, you know, noise canceling they are. There's only some some level. So back in my house, doing the same exact test, you could hear, yeah, a little bit more clarity, somewhat brighter midtones. There was sharpness on the high end that wasn't brittle. It was better. I'm not going to say it wasn't. Because they're earbuds, the bass is pretty much limited by physics. There's just no place you can go. So I'm not going to tell you there was better bass response, at least not to my ears. Now, I am a little older and as you get a little older your hearing changes but i still have pretty good hearing and i still feel like i can do an audio mix that people would think would would be you know an acceptable audio mix for for release uh i do that often enough to to feel confident in it both in video and pure audio mixes seth save your 249 my friend you you apple was right the ones you have are great the ones they have just put out are also great they are not $300 great. And when I said 300 as opposed to 249, the list is 249, which they'll sell it to you for. 
$29 for Apple Care if you want it for two years, which, by the way, comes with a $29 service fee if you come in to take advantage of your $29 Apple Care. But leaving that aside, then there's tax. So all in, tips, tax, and license with Apple Care. It's over 300 bucks. Save your money. Keep your Generation 1 AirPods Pro. That's the review here at TechStream. You heard it first. Hate me at TechStream. That's our Twitter account. Go for it. And Seth, save your money. That's what I figured. Um, you know, you mentioned that you were walking, and I keep picturing you walking in front of the UN. Yep. And that's exactly uh, where I walk. When you're at one of these cocktail parties, I wanted to ask, did you see the uh, new logo and song that they released for <laughs> Space Force? <laughs> Let's take a little little listen to the Space Force theme song. Now, I was listening to a podcast and a caller called in and said that they had a friend who went to West Point, graduated from West Point, and has been assigned Space Force. Do you want to know what her title is? Yeah. She I is do. a space cadet. Kill me now. And I'm not kidding. Kill I, that's, me now. I, no, it, that is no, no rim shot. Like, that's not a joke. I get if it. You, are put in the space force and you get your star trek logo on your uniform you are a space cadet how tone deaf are these folks <laughs> live from nowhere realistic like come on <laughs> wow like like if you didn't want to make fun of space force space force from the beginning if the netflix show with steve carell wasn't enough you're naming your 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 military people space cadets Crazy. That's crazy. Well, a couple of space cadets did this podcast and put it together. So we hope you listen. We will see you next week with another space cadet edition of Texas.